Good evening. Goodbye Forever, Volume 2 by Natchang Rinpoche. Chapter 25, Part 1. The Great Blackness. There were fewer people than previously at the empowerment of Pakshi Trullo. I noticed it as I entered the expected rate of fall. I made nothing of it. I was used to making nothing of strange sensations. I'd been told about strange sensations and experiences. They were termed nyams. They were signs of practice, but nothing more. If one paid any attention to nyams, it became a sidetrack and eventually an obstacle. The atmosphere was dense with something I could not define. There were no analogies, no similes. It wasn't the incense, even though I caught its earthy fragrance. It was as if the colours of the walls had permeated the room in such a way as to occupy the space. That could have been claustrophobic, but there was an immense lightness and spaciousness at the same time. It was as if I'd landed on some other planet in some other solar system, in some other galaxy, where the laws of nature were all different. There was a sound in the room. I defined it as a sound, but it could also have been described as an absence of sound. Neither definition would fit. It was not an echo. There was, however, some echo quality comparable to a high contrast photographic image, but without the commensurate loss of subtle detail. It was as if every sound had been polished. There was a sense of infinite reflection occurring, but without blur or distortion. I gave up after a few minutes of this futile attempt to define what was occurring. The empowerment began and concluded. In its outer form, it was not so different from the other empowerments, but the feeling in the room was entirely different. I'd been a little concerned at first that there would be some strange atmosphere with Annie Jimper and Linnea but they did not seem to be there, nor the unpleasant monks I'd met on the first night. I wondered what had happened. Still, it was none of my business even to be wondering about it. I was simply grateful to have been allowed to attend. The next morning arrived and those who attended the empowerment were asked to relate their dreams. We'd all slept with kusha grass under our pillows in order that we would remember our internal nocturnal events. I dreamed of llamas, I began. It was an unusual dream. It was more of a sequence. Chugyam Trumpa Rinpoche was there in a landscape that looked like Scotland. He was dressed in a mixture of lay and monastic costume. It could have been a version of Gurkha Changlo I've never seen before. He carried a bow and arrows in a quiver. A dog accompanied him, 
Then the landscape opened out and he was in a huge green valley in the arms of impressive mountains. It seemed that something was about to happen and I was waiting to see what it would be. Then the scene changed completely. I saw Kyabje Dujanrimshe speaking with you, Gyalwa Kamapa, but you were too far away for me to hear what you were saying to each other. You seemed to be in a room in a very old house and there were two other llamas there, but I could not make them out as they had their backs to me. All I could see was that neither were monks and that they were of quite different sizes. One short, the other was tall and well built. Then the scene changed again and I saw other llamas. I didn't know who they were. Then I saw a lady llama who looked similar to white Tara. She seemed to be slightly smiling. Then I woke up. Yalwa Karmapa gazed intently into space as he listened to my dream. At the end, he looked at me with a smile. Oh, yeah, good dream. Many meanings. We private your dream talking. Then followed a series of dream accounts, all entirely unlike mine. There were a few that sounded very much like the dreams of Tibetan lamas I'd read in their namtas. Gyalwa Kamapa made no comment on these. Some seemed to be anxiety dreams and some seemed like childhood memories. But Gyalwa Kamapa listened patiently to them all. Yeah, all may be coming to the Dorje Benak Chenwang but you must all spend much time reciting Pakshi Drulo today, before the Wang. I missed lunch that day and spent the entire day in recitation. But that afternoon I was called back to see Gyalwa Kamapa again. Ah, mighty Nakpa, he called as I entered the room with Akong Rinpoche. You much Pakshi Drolo reciting, this very good. I made my prostrations and sat down in the glow of the room that seemed to buzz with red and golden hues. Your dream of Chugyam Trumpa Rinpoche, this good dream, this very special dream, because this cannot be fabricated or imagined. Not many people knowing Chugyam Trumpa Rinpoche Incarnation of Drukpa Kunli. How you saw with bow and arrow and dog is how Drukpa Kunli showing. Also same with clothes wearing. Anyway, how this name Chugyam receiving. It was from Nakpa Yeshe Dorje originally. Akong Rinpoche explained who Nakpa Yeshe Dorje was. He called me Chuying Gyamso. Then when Kyabje Dujum Rinpoche called me Urgyen Togden, I asked him if I could join the two first names to make Chugyam Urgyen Togden, and he was happy to agree to it. And these two names joining because Chugyam Trumpa Rinpoche liking? Yes, Rinpoche. Yeah. Then this very good. 
Maybe something from this future coming. Yalwa Karmapa is not knowing, but anyway good. This other dream, you are Dujam Rinpoche with me seeing. Other two lamas, Dilgo Kyense Rinpoche and Chini Lama. We dinner together. Often happening after Tibet leaving and Boda staying. Chini Lama dinner making every day. Very kind. Very much skill in cooking. He laughed. It is good you are this seeing. Great happiness coming. So, what is this meaning? This meaning Tsawai Lama is Dujam Rinpoche. Chogyam Nepal returning. Again, Dujam Rinpoche seeing. Then studying and practice developing. Smiling Kandro Lama. Gyalwa Kamapa smiled at me in silence for what seemed a long time, but it was probably less than a minute. This one, this one name from Dujam Rinpoche, you already knowing. Please, you are now telling. Tetong Kyungchenaro Lingma, I replied, knowing exactly what was meant and what was required, but staggered by the fact that Gyalwa Kamapa could know what he knew of the revelation I had received from Dujam Rinpoche. This one, your mother from previous incarnation. Dujam Rinpoche telling you, will her terma in future time receiving? Nothing for Gyalwa Kamapa to be saying necessary. All things Dujam Rinpoche will be telling and guiding. Then Gyalwa Kamapa asked me to give him whatever details I knew from Dujam Rinpoche and whatever I had seen in visions and dreams of clarity. The fact that he knew I'd had visions and dreams of clarity was shocking, but in such a spacious sense that the shock was utterly absorbed in space. I simply knew that I was not within the normal flow of time. It was not dreamlike, but it was as if the conversation were happening in another dimension. I was awake and in more or less my customary mind state, but I was unusually relaxed. I only realised later that my legs were a little painful from sitting. I never was any use at sitting on the floor. Because I understood many of the technical terms in Galois Kamapa's speech, it was as if Akong Rinpoche's translation and Galois Kamapa's Tibetan became a seamless communication. He told me that he would not interfere in what Dujam Rinpoche had decided. He said that he could see that it was all good, but that I would have many difficulties because I was Western. I would also have difficulties because there were those who were antagonistic to the Gurkha Changlode. There were those who believed that Western financial aid for the monasteries would be reduced if Western people became interested in the Gurkha Changlode. He thought this was nonsense thinking. He said that there was ignorant fear around the subject. He told me that I had already experienced this kind of ignorant fear 
at Sammy Ling from Western people. Anyway, their term are coming, but where and when I cannot be saying. Dujum Rinpoche is telling me last year there is one Inji Tulku, one Nakba, who Terma revealing from past life mother. She also Teton, and her mother is Teton. Also father is Teton. All family Termas revealing. This is in Tibet coming, not unusual. Later you meaning knowing of everything that is inside Terma coming. This must Dujum Rinpoche saying. Oh, yeah. Dujum Rinpoche is everything telling. Gyawakamapa then reached behind him and pulled out a deep red lacquered box. He opened it and took out a bag of rilbu. These taking when serious illness having, then recovering possible. Akong Rinpoche then informed me that these were Rilbu that Gyalwa Kamapa had made personally and that they were extremely rare and precious. I was not to tell anyone at Sami Ling that I had received them or there would be jealousy. Then Gyalwa Kamapa reached inside his waistcoat and brought out a tiny silver purba wrapped in ancient emerald green silk. This always keeping, always with you keeping, never showing, only Dujum Rinpoche showing, otherwise not showing before one cycle of life completing, when my age becoming, and signs seeing, then telling possible, but still private keeping. For signs knowing, Dujum Rinpoche asking. Then, if later showing, only disciples, never ordinary people showing. Yeah, maybe now resting, then Pakshi Trullo reciting. Then, as before, having backed out of the room, I found myself again, almost as unexpectedly, walking with strange grace down the landing, to the head of the stairs. I descended the stairs with some sort of effortlessness, as if I was walking on space. I was somewhat rudely confronted with an alternative reality by Annie Jimpa. Why aren't you practising as you were instructed? Trying my best, but as they always told me at school, my best was not good enough, I replied with a smile. Don't think talking nonsense will impress anyone, she almost spat. Last thing on my mind, I commented, still faintly smiling, as I walked past her into the garden. You shouldn't walk away from people when they're talking to you, the unfriendly monk from the first evening called out in a fairly strident voice. I'm sure you're quite right, I replied and continued walking. I went to sit in the garden and recite mantra, but was vaguely plagued by the idea that I should have been able to make better replies, something to have shown them they need not be unfriendly. 
Should I go back inside and find them and tell them I just wanted to be friends with them? As I was turning this possibility over in my mind, Annie Chuyeng approached me. I heard all that, she said with a sad expression, and I find it really sad.